1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon warns against the possibility of a League Cup shock On the anniversary of suffering one as Celtic boss Gary McAllister believes winning the Betfred could kick Rangers on to landing more silverware And can Hearts build on their Edinburgh Derby win Or will they crash out in front of their own fans I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Gordon DL and Roger Hanna And there's four fantastic Betfred Cup semi-quarterfinals I should say lined up tomorrow night And it's all questions, will Neil Lennon get closer to his first ever League Cup as a manager Will Stephen Gerrard Get closer to his First trophy in Scotland Can Craig Levine Build on the Edinburgh Derby When they get closer To his first trophy As a manager anywhere And can poor old Paul Heckingbottom Stave off the sack Yeah Good games tomorrow night Gordon After an exciting weekend Looking forward to them um, Livy Rangers I think that'll be A real difficult tie I was at Ibrox uh, Last week uh, Was it a week ago Yeah Rangers against Livingston And Livingston second half Caused a few problems Scored a Got a penalty kick Went in front Hit the post uh, So Rangers will Need to be at their best Especially On that surface But I expect them You know With the form that they're in To go there And get through Celtic also I know that Ian McCall You know New manager at Partick But I think the big one Is Hibs I don't think that The Hibs manager Can survive another defeat uh, In the early parts Of the show We're going to hear From Neil Lennon We're going to hear From Gary McAllister And you you realise when when you hear them that it builds towards a question, Roger, along the lines of how much should each set of fans, Celtic and Rangers, care about the League Cup? Because Celtic have had all this domestic dominance. Does that heighten the pressure on them to keep going? Or actually, are they now at a stage where they can afford, if that's the right word, to, to focus on the league? Whereas for Rangers, what impact would it have for them to suddenly land that piece of silver? Well, no, inevitably it's huge for them. It's big for Celtic because it's been part of the treble for each of the last three seasons. And ridiculous though it sounds, when Celtic eventually fail to win a domestic trophy, there's going to be a wailing and gnashing of teeth. So for Neil Lennon, it is important. The only trophy in Scotland is not won as a manager. Brendan Rodgers has managed to win the last three for Celtic So it is big for Celtic They couldn't, couldn't countenance going out to Partick Thistle tomorrow night For Rangers, each trophy grows in importance e- Each trophy they fail to win makes the next one enormous Gary McAllister admitted as much today And it would be significant for Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister to win the trophy But the biggest significance for Rangers if they won it Would be stopping Celtic's run of domestic dominance uh, 0141-951-1025 How important is the League Cup to you? You've four teams Eight teams I should say uh, Left in it Four ties to be played To make sure my arithmetic is correct mm-hmm. um, How important is it? How much emphasis do you put on the League Cup this season? Could it be vital because It may spur one or the other side on To, to winning the league later in the season? You tell us 0141-951-1025 uh, Twitter is at Clyde SSB um, Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon And a Celtic fan Sorry to bring up some bad memories But I wonder if you can Give us your stories of, of this night That Neil Lennon is talking about I wonder if you remember it all too I was going to say fondly But it certainly won't be fondly Celtic manager Neil Lennon says There's no extra pressure on his players uh, To hold on to their dominance They do take on Partick Thistle tomorrow As you know Aiming to extend that winning running cup ties To 29 matches Now six years ago today Neil Lennon last took charge of Celtic in the League Cup It was a defeat to Morton And that is something 
uh, that he's been warning his players about. So I wonder what you remember of that night, 01419511025, and I suppose your level of confidence that it won't be uh, repeated this time around. Let's hear a, a bit from Neil Lennon, shall we? Uh, if I can find the appropriate piece of audio to play, Roger Hanna, that tends to be the key. Here we go. It's a reminder that these things can happen. I actually didn't think we played badly on the night, but... Th- it just wasn't our night, and sometimes that can happen. So we need to take the luck element away, you know, the luck of the cup or the bad luck of the cup. We need to take that out of it and and play strongly. Um, and if Partick are going to come and they can play a little bit, Partick, but if they are going to come to defend, then you know the onus is on us to take the game to them at every opportunity we can. I don't think there's any pressure on the players now. Um, in terms of you know this competition, anyway, they've won it three years in a row, so. There's, I, I don't know if there's a huge expectation level on them to, to win it again. If if that is the case, then they're, they're well used to it. But um, you know, no one's feeling any pressure going into tomorrow. Celtic fans, how do you feel about the League Cup? Then Neil Lennon, they're saying you've you've won it the last three years, so he's not sure there's any real pressure on you to go and retain it. Do you agree or disagree? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And what about that night against Morton? Should that serve as a reminder as to what can happen at this stage of the competition? How confident are you that it won't be repeated tomorrow? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I know it's a bit easy, Roger, to, to make that comparison. Just because there has been a cup shock in the past doesn't mean there's going to be another one. But it's 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 the perfect comparison Neil Lennon was in charge then He's back in charge It was against Championship opposition Who wouldn't have been given a prayer And all of a sudden They, they came up to, to Celtic Park Morton and, and gave Celtic a real bloody nose that night Yeah, Dougie Emery's penalty I think in extra time Won it for Morton um, I think what that did Is It showed Neil Lennon That Celtic could be shocked at home And I think it's made him Select a stronger team Tomorrow night Than he might otherwise have done He doesn't want to be caught short again Against championship opposition He will know that Anything short of a treble this season Will be viewed by Celtic fans As a step back from what they've had In the last three years So he can talk about less pressure The reality of the situation is If you're at Celtic or Rangers There's an expectation that goes with that And the expectation is to win every game And win every trophy So believe me The pressure's there for Celtic Do you go along with that Gordon Does the fact that Celtic have won The last three League Cups Does that add pressure Or does it take pressure away? I think it adds it um, Because I think your fans Are expecting it again And you want to keep That run going Gordon And I think it's a good pressure I'm not saying it's a pressure That you won't be sleeping at night I think it's a pressure That you look forward to Um they're at home against a Partick Thistle team that are that bad had to change their manager. Get beat 3 0 on Saturday. I'll take Ian McCall a bit of time to get in and put his own, you know, stamp on his team. Uh so I don't expect any upset there because even if he retakes it, look at the quality they've got to come in. Mm. You know, so I don't see any shock whatsoever at Celtic Park. I think Celtic will win that comfortably. I mean, Virgil Van Dyke played for for Celtic yeah. that night, Roger. I mean, I, I was actually there working, and I think Celtic had twenty five shots at goal, twenty seven corners, nearly seventy percent possession, lost the game. That that is a that's a cup shock in a nutshell, and it should serve as a reminder to any team really that goes in as a favourite, um, just how. Mad and bizarre football games can be sometimes. Yeah, the, the strange things can happen. Um, our old pal Ian McCall will be desperately hoping that you know it does happen tomorrow night. I, I just can't see Thistle getting anything there tomorrow. I think Celtic, the last thing Neil will say to them before they go out is, Remember that Morton game? We don't want this happening again. So I think Celtic are too streetwise. As Daz says, there's 
too much quality in the squad. You know, you'd expect the likes of Tom Rogge to come in. You'd expect the likes of Bio to come into the team. Maybe a Lewis Morgan, guys like that. And you would think wh- whichever team that Neil puts out tomorrow night should be strong enough to see Celtic through to a semi final at the start of November. Uh, there are two ways for you to get in touch tonight. Number one is on the phones 01419511025. And on Twitter, it is Cl- at Clyde SSB. John is a Celtic fan. He's first up tonight. Hi, John. Evening, boys. It's a bit of a game tomorrow night. Surely Neil's got to start playing his strongest team because I see this, uh, it's backfired on a couple of managers before him. Yeah, Martin Neil, for example, getting knocked out of the cup and all that. Is I see, we've been paying a lot of money in the last couple of weeks, Champions League money, with the parachute to that in the Europa League in another three game package. So I want to go, I'm going tomorrow night with my daughter and my man and my son in law. I want to see a full team tomorrow night. I want to see a full team, as I say, and give 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 part of the respect, even though they've just got a new mind on that. We've been paying good money to go and see the players. I totally understand, um, you know, your point of view there, John. Uh, but I think that Neil Lennon will look at the bigger picture. He'll look at a squad that he can rotate. And if he can't afford to rotate that squad against party, no disrespect, against party Thistle at home, and you're talking about bringing in the quality of Tom Rogic. It's not like he's bringing in young 16-year-olds and playing reserves. He's bringing in top quality players. And they've got an opportunity to show the Celtic fans, show the Celtic manager and the coaching staff that they want to be first picks every week. So I think it's a good situation for Neil Lennon. You look at the amount of games Celtic will have to play this season, same as Rangers. They've got squads there they can retake, Gordon. And as I say, they're bringing in quality players. They're not just bringing in what you used to say was a fringe player. John, you and your fellow Celtic fans are always calling this show and celebrating how big the squad is and and how many good players you can recruit and the strength of your bench and the strength of the players in the stands. Surely it's the chance to see some of these guys. If you're a manager, surely if you're a manager, you don't you don't change the winning team. Everybody knows that, Gordon. Now, this is Martin and Neil tried that. We get, we, we get knocked out of the cup. I don't know. I don't know. We've, got, we've got a terrible record in that league cup. When I was a, a, a teenager, we won 14, 14 cup finals in the league cup, and we only won about six. So Neil's trying to try break his dog to get the cup. You've you won, you won the last three, John. It's not that bad a record. I know. I know. I've won the last three, but as I see, I want to see Dumbelli's not Dumbelli. Edmonds not tomorrow night. I want to see the strongest team. Right, that that ain't going to happen, John. John, I'd, I'd be, I'd be amazed if that happens. And I totally agree with the Celtic man. If you've got the riches that Celtic Rangers have got at your disposal, you look at even across the city. Rangers, they take off Morelis, number one striker, bring on Defoe, bags two. Celtic have got the same quality. They've got the what they do at the start of the season. They try and get two players for every position, and it's two quality players. It's not. Replacing fringe players and players okay, so that shouldn't wear the Celtic jersey. So what happens if it's party fish was to be not a bit of money? I don't hang out with him, but what happens if it's a funny old game? So what happens if party fish was to not? Well, what happens is quite simple. The Celtic manager will come in for a lot of flag. But if you ask the Celtic That's manager, right. but hold on, if you ask the Celtic manager right now if he's got confidence in his players, he'll say yes. And if he if he's sitting there and he thinks, well, I can't trust these guys to go. And no disrespect to Partick Thistle, they've got their own fight to go ahead with Ian McCall in the league to try and climb off the bottom of the table. If they can't go out and beat Partick Thistle at home tomorrow night, there's something really wrong. John, do you not think a Celtic team of Craig Gordon in goal, Tom Rogic in midfield, Olivier and Cham alongside them, Bio up front, should be strong enough to beat Partick Thistle, no disrespect to them? (laughs) 
<laughs> John's just performed a, a spectacular uh, U-turn on, on that. He's now predicting the Celtic are going to sweep the floor with Partick Dizzle. Yeah, forgetting the big names. Um, Craig Gordon Mopley. That's been confirmed by yeah. Neil Lennon. Uh, we know that this is it's one of these modern. Is it? Is it even modern? It's probably not that modern anymore. But it's one of those footballing. Things where you have a, a so-called Maybe a League Cup keeper It's always a good excuse To, to get your number two some games And Craig Gordon versus Kenny Miller Perhaps a bit of a throwback contest Tomorrow night at Celtic But there will be changes You would expect all the guys you mentioned To come in Roger and Cham Maybe Johnny Hayes Bio up top I think El Hamid will definitely play Because uh, Moritz Bowers sitting out Lee Griffiths is sitting out as well You would think Bolingoli would play perhaps Because there's no... Greg Taylor He's cup tied Having played In the Betfred mm-hmm. Earlier in the competition For Kilmarnock So there will be changes And it's not surprising Look at the run of fixture Celtic have Away to Hibernian Early on Saturday Then Kluge Coming back to Celtic Park Next midweek Celtic on a revenge mission After the Champions League Elimination there And then an awkward Away game in the Plastic At Livingston The following weekend So the big games Are coming thick and fast For Celtic they will inevitably rotate John's going to be disappointed Not all the big hitters Will be playing tomorrow night uh, Of course you can get in touch On Twitter as well as the phones It's 2019 after all uh, Roger someone wants to take uh, Issue with something you said Gerald Hart says Not winning another treble Isn't a step back Because you can't won, You can't win one every year The I, league is the big one I agree But Gerald Watch Listen to this show If Celtic don't win the treble And listen to what Some of the Celtic supporters Will have to say I agree with you but if Celtic, if and when Celtic fail to win a treble, there will be some among the Celtic support who come on here criticising Neil Lennon. Um, Roger, I'm going to go against you with that one. Um, I understand your point uh, that it's important to keep winning trophies and expectations are very high. But I think if Celtic didn't win the league cut, I think it's all about the league this year for Celtic. Uh, first and foremost Does I agree Yeah yeah, and I know what you're saying About the chip But I don't think that If Neil Lennon Say for instance He will not get beat tomorrow night It'll be It'll be a miracle If that, that happens He won't get beat tomorrow night But if he doesn't win The League Cup Then I don't think Celtic fans will come on here And, and say it's such a big disaster I, I, I totally understand that you know, trebles are great And they're used to winning trophies But sometime it's got to stop and I think the the this one is the one that you would probably get off lightly. If it's the Scottish Cup, probably different. Mm. I do agree with Roger there. I think criticism would come in, and the league certainly criticism. But I think you may just get away with the League Cup. But is there something about when this falls now, though? Because we'll know who's won the League Cup before we've even got to Christmas. So th- th- does that change the dynamic? For instance, it's all right saying Celtic. You know, if they don't win it, what what if Rangers? Win it at Celtic's expense. Does that does that somehow strengthen their league credentials because of the the psychology of ending Celtic's domestic dominance, or is is, is the two not linked at all? No, I don't think the two are linked. What what it probably does for Rangers is it takes that big burden away from them. So many years, it's seven or eight, or they haven't won a trophy. Uh, so, so, you, so are you trying to say the League Cup is more important to Rangers than it is to Celtic? Um, probably winning it, yeah. I would say that, Gordon. I think, well, what I'm trying to say is, I think Rangers this year have got to get silverware. And if Celtic don't win the League Cup, I don't think it's the end of the world. But I think Rangers have to get silverware. If they don't win the League Cup, then it's only two left League and Scottish Cup. James and Greenock, what's on your mind? 
Gary Houston says Lennon will rotate the squad tomorrow Bio for Edouard Rogic for McGregor These guys deserve a well-earned rest And quite right Jim McLaughlin's a Partick Thistle fan Is on Roger He says Bothered about winning the League Cup Nah 1-1 in 1971 Just don't want to be greedy <laughs> The most famous win Partick Thistle will ever Ever have See that's these Partick Thistle fans Polite Considerate Looking nice. to share the joy They, they had one in 71 they, They're not bothered they, They've had their fill so It's go. good they're listening to the radio Up the West End While making their own hummus For the game tomorrow night uh, Ian McCall though What a What an, a reintroduction To life at Partick Thistle for him Delighted for him um, There was a time You, you thought that Ian wouldn't get an opportunity to get back in. He got that opportunity at Air United and got to say probably second best manager I've ever had. <laughs> uh, I was uh, waiting for that. Ali McLeod was the best. Um, got you there. I, I'm delighted for him, I really am. I know that you look at the situation, Air sitting up there in second place, parted down the bottom, but it was a job he could not refuse and I wish him all the best. Um, as I say, I don't think tomorrow night's Anything to go by I think Celtic will win it comfortably It's all about the league for Ian It's all about Getting in there Getting his feet under the table Start his work And I'm sure he'll start Getting party Thistle To climb that table 01419511025 That's the number you need Rangers fans How much importance Do you place On the League Cup This season Gary McAllister believes It could be a catalyst For even more success So win this one Ultimately and it spurs you on to win more Is that the way you see it? How much importance do you put on the League Cup this season? Let us know right now 01419511025 uh, He says that was the case for his treble winning campaign at Liverpool And he says Rangers see this trophy as a, a high priority We're in four competitions You know this is a, an early opportunity to try and get to Hamden It's the first of the four competitions we're in That the, the final comes upon us So we're, we're just trying to keep the momentum going People might look at it and say that it might be at the bottom of our priority list, but no, I think this club needs to win. So we'll be very, very strong. Our preparation will be diligent getting into this game, just like it's been in this recent run, a great result. I think a first trophy would bring back greater belief within the club and the and the, the fantastic fan base that we've got here, you know, and the, the people that come to Ibrox. So getting that first one is, is crucial, you know, and this is the one that comes early. Yeah, I can talk about my experiences, and I, I definitely think the, the league, the the Worthington Cup victory when I played at Liverpool was the real catalyst to go and winning that, that treble without a shadow of a doubt it gave the players a belief Liverpool had gone similar time without winning something and it, the players built on it once you get one you know it becomes a bit of a habit once you get one it becomes a habit is that is, is that accurate is that how is that how important the League Cup becomes for Rangers this season? Well, it became a habit for Steven Gerrard and Gary McAllister that year at Liverpool when they won five of them, I think. It was the Worthington Cup, not the first of the five, as he says. So they will be preaching that mantra to the players. Um, we, we talk about Celtic and the importance of winning the League Cup. This Rangers team have not delivered a trophy yet. They haven't been winners together yet. Um, there's individuals within the team who have won titles and cups, the likes of Alan McGregor, Stephen Davis, players like that have won things. But this Rangers team together haven't won anything, and it would be big for for the players as it would be for Gerard and McAllister just to prove to themselves that they've got the ability to go and win a trophy. And the League Cup's an important one because it's the first one, Gordon, first available. I, I do agree. Uh, everyone in that draw wants to win the cup, Gordon. It's when you get to a final at Hamden, full house here, you want to win. You don't want to walk away with a runners up medal. There's nothing worse. You want to win. Now, I said earlier, I think it would probably be more important for Rangers because they have to deliver silverware. Somewhere this season, 
that Steven Gerrard has to deliver silverware. I don't think you can say, well, yeah, he gets the final of the League Cup or he gets the final of the Scottish Cup and finishes second to Celtic. There's too much investment in the Rangers. They need silverware somewhere. Uh, and then of course the, the tie itself you, You're looking at this stage And all the, the talk in the first part of the show Was to what extent would Celtic Rotate their squad And Rangers also have a deep squad Steven Gerrard tried to assemble two players For every position Simply because of the the level of opposition And the fact that it's away from home This yeah, this, this, this goes down uh, as, a, as a fairly tricky looking tie Does it, it not? It's a more awkward tie than Celtic have got It's away from home for a start It's on the artificial surface We all know about that at Livingston Daz was saying he saw Livy take the lead At Ibrox mm. a couple of weeks ago Perform well They have exceeded expectations so far this season Stephen Lawless who scored from the penalty spot at Ibrox Is playing exceptionally well Marvin Bartley has settled in really well You see how much Hibernian are missing him at the minute Mickey Devlin's back up up that right hand side Drives them forward from the back So I, I worried for Olivier at the start of the season Because they had lost the likes of Halkett Gallagher, Byrne, Kelly But I think they've recruited well um, I don't think they'll be sucked into anything resembling a relegation fight this season and they will make it awkward for Rangers before in front of those TV cameras tomorrow night. So Rangers fans, how much importance do you put on the League Cup this season? You tell us right now. 01419511025. Tommy and Paisley's got a question uh, for the panel. Hi, Tommy. How you doing? Good evening, panel. It's ages since I've been on this show. I was listening to the night. But get away from who's going to win the treble or the, the cups, etc. During the pre-season, the Scottish mainstream media go mentally players leaving Rangers for 20 million, Celtic for 30 million, Aberdeen for 6 million, and nothing ever happens. But this boy, Mark Allen, who was the, the director of football, I believe, at Ibrox, the story was that he left because of family reasons, then the rumours are he was fired. But Craig Swan of the Daily Record said that he was, he had a source at Ibrox said he was going to Man United. Have you heard anything else about that? Hey, no, haven't heard anything more about that Tommy, um, I know Manchester United for some time now Have been looking to bolster that side of things There was talk of Darren Fletcher getting a job in that, that side of things You know, working in the recruitment department Working sort of alongside Ole Gunnar Solskjaer if you like Rio Ferdinand was linked with a job And still the job lies vacant I think the last name I saw linked with it was Edwin van der Sar a few weeks ago Who, who does a similar job for Ajax at the minute So... I would say it's a possibility You're asking me a question Have I heard anything more about it? No I haven't uh, Tommy what makes you ask Are you a particular fan Of Mark Allen's work? No no It's just I started writing the names Of the players that were leaving The Gordon of the Scottish media In the close season And none of them really came about Little ones Players went to Rangers Are supposed to have gone to Celtic And vice versa But I just wonder About this high profile one Mark Allen When a Craig Swan A Daily Record reporter Had said that sources within Ibrox had, had said mm. that he was going to Man United So I just wondered where they get their, their information from oh, Did you have Kieran Tierney on your list? Oh well that was a long That was a saga wasn't it? It certainly was Mr Dembele in the season before What about um, the what well, Generally Roger it's, got, it's gone a bit quiet Purely because we've, You've got so much football It's almost like you don't have time to stop and think about other, <laughs> other, other than what's happening on the field You go from one game to the next would you expect Rangers to readdress that role soon? or? Well, still, I think Stephen Gerrard spoke about it at the weekend. I think he's keen to bring somebody else in. Uh, if you are manager of Rangers or Celtic nowadays, there are so many different aspects to the job that you can't be expected to be on top of all the recruitment. You know, 
Celtic in the summer they are brought in players from Israel and Austria and France and England so there's no way Neil Lennon or any other manager could be on top of all of that so he needed to bring in Nicky Hammond after Lee Congerton left Rangers they brought in players from all around the world as well in the summer as, as they have been doing for the last three or four windows when Mark Allen's been in charge of recruitment along with Andy Scolding and that recruitment team there. They will want to bring someone in to replace Mark Allen. With the window being closed, I don't think there's any mad rush. Don't expect it to happen in the next week or 10 days. But I think they'll want it to happen certainly by the end of next month or November to, to allow them to build towards the next transfer window in January because... Whether they are three points behind Celtic as they are at the moment, whether they're three points ahead of Celtic, but then there will still be recruitment required in January to bolster squads for the second half of the season. Uh, Tommy in Paisley, thank you very much for the call. He was in 01419511025. Remember, you can get in touch as well on Twitter uh, at Clyde SSB. Uh, oh, I thought we had another call lined up there. It's just disappeared. We'll try and get uh, Charlie back on the line. Um, what else is coming in on Twitter? I did have one that I've now lost. I've been a good run here, Gordon Deal. Cool. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, I've lost it. Uh, James McCluskey's on. He says, as long as the dominance of trophies continues, Neil should be picking his strongest available team. Build up a lead, then make changes. If Rangers won the League Cup before Christmas, they'll be boasting for months. Keep this priority going. It's difficult for a manager. I have to say, I've got a bit of sympathy for Neil because fans will come on and say, we want the full team to play tomorrow night. And then if Odson Edwards starts tomorrow night and does a hamstring and misses big games for six weeks, there'll be an outcry as to why was he playing against Partick Thistle. So, you know, managers are sort of damned if they do and they're damned if they don't in situations like this. I think Neil will pick a team he thinks is strong enough to beat Ian McCall's Partick Thistle. Charlie's a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Charlie. How you doing? Good, Charlie. Hi, What's Charlie. on your mind tonight? Uh, so regarding the manager, um, I've heard that um, Klopp's um, recommending the Gerrard uh, gets a job uh, if he leaves and I'm wondering if you think uh, that um, at the end of the season Gerrard's going to be still at Rangers yeah I saw these quotes Roger um, yeah. Jurgen Klopp yeah Charlie's got it in a nutshell essentially um, suggesting that Stephen Gerrard could be his replacement yeah, at some it was, point it was an interview that Jurgen did with 442 magazine respected football magazine down south um, he was asked Almost for a succession plan, if you like. You know, if Jurgen something happened that he was lured away and left Liverpool tomorrow, who would he recommend for the job? And he recommended Stephen Gerrard. Um, I don't think for a minute Jurgen Klopp is going to be lured away tomorrow. Um, even if Real Madrid were to sack Zinedine Zidane and make a move for Jurgen Klopp, I don't think Jurgen Klopp would leave Liverpool at the minute. Um, the way the English Premier League finished last season when they lost the league in the last day of the season to Manchester City. I think Jurgen Klopp feels he has unfinished business at Liverpool. They are 30 years without a league title. If Jurgen Klopp were to be the man who delivered that league title to the Liverpool supporters, he would be, in his own way, up there with Douglas, with Bob Paisley, with Bill Shankly. If you can deliver Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues to Anfield, you are a legend. And I think Jurgen Klopp will want to stay and cement his legendary status. Is that one that worries you, Charlie, as a Rangers fan? Well, Gerard's done. No, he's done no bad. But the thing is, he's no one nothing yet, you know. Uh, if he wins a cup, or even, he's pushing about two cups, and still a chance of winning the league. 
the guy, the guy's no going to say no. You know, Liverpool. I know there were rumours that uh, Derby were in from. Uh, he wasn't interested in that, but uh, he definitely would bite the hand off uh, Liverpool if they offered him the job. And I'm just hoping that he doesn't do it in the middle of the season. And uh, I know it's a lot of but you never know with football. And the thing is, um, you're there Brendan Rodgers, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Gordon, the, obviously we are getting <laughs> majorly ahead of ourselves, but it's relevant because Jurgen Klopp mentioned it. When mm-hmm. Jurgen Klopp speaks about these things, uh, people tend to sit up and take notice. A, a team like Liverpool, you have to imagine that they do go for a manager that, that has won something, has a, a glittering CV as a manager. That said, he's Steven Gerrard and he's indivisible from Liverpool. I think nowadays, Gordon, football management's completely different. You used to have to go... Earn your stripes Do a bit of apprenticeship work Get a trophy Start building a reputation A name Let Alex Ferguson Went through You know St Mern's East Stirling's Aberdeen To get to Manchester United But if you look at Modern day manager Now you look at Solskjaer and Manchester United Not good enough for me To be a Manchester United manager In a million years Frank Lampard Goes to Derby Can't get them out Of the championship Gets a Chelsea job We all know why Because obviously The transfer embargo Keeps the fans happy Steven Gerrard could if Klopp left even if he doesn't win anything that's the surprising thing about managing now it was Liverpool that changed it Liverpool changed it in 86 when they gave the job to Kenny Douglas you're absolutely spot on it had never happened before before 86 Joe Fagan retired and Kenny Douglas was made player manager of Liverpool won a double in his first season and that showed boards of directors that actually if you got the right guy Maybe he didn't need, you know, a managerial background. Maybe he didn't need the CV you talk about, Daz. It never ever been done before, but nowadays people don't think twice about it. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're asking you how much importance you place on the League Cup this season. I, I know it's a trophy and everyone wants to win it. I get that, but I'm trying to get a, a feeling for the the depth of desire you have towards the trophy. Let us know. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll get your call next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Some big breaking news this evening And it involves you Partick Thistle fans If you want to air your opinion on this Then this is a good opportunity 01419511025 The fan group Thistle Forever Roger have made an offer to buy the club's majority shareholding Backed by Colin Weir Who previously invested significantly in the club As you will know in its academy He recently um, withdrew uh, that support He's now backing the Thistle Forever um, Attempts to buy Partick Thistle What do you make of it? Um, it's not a huge surprise to me When Jackie Lowe, Alan Ruff and other board members were ousted And David Beatty returned um, Colin Weir decided that he didn't like the direction the club was taking um, He withdrew his pledge to put £6 million into the club's structure For the youth academy and the training ground and developments like that And ever since then there's been sort of speculation in the background That Colin Weir wasn't finished with Partick Thistle And that he might come back with or without Jackie Lowe and Alan Ruff With or without some of the supporters groups So it's now a battle for the hearts and minds of Partick Thistle fans Thistle Forever And Colin Weir Want to buy a controlling stake In the club David Beatty the chairman When he was unveiling Ian McCall yesterday Asked Thistle fans To be patient with him Asked Thistle fans To trust him And he could deliver The mm. takeover package From Chen Lee 
and the people who own Barnsley, the English Championship. I've always wondered how he could deliver it because of SFA and EFL regulations on dual ownership. Um, he feels confident he can deliver it. But now, Partick Thistle's up for grabs. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see whether on one side David Beatty and the Barnsley Consortium can take control or whether on the other side Colin Weir, who I think does 161 million in the Euro Millions, so he's he's clearly got a bit of loose change in his pocket, whether Colin and this Thistle Forever fan group can take the club back. Hugh has... Quite rightly looking at the, the timeline of all this on Twitter Hugh says uh, The plot thickens Were potential investors waiting for a change of manager by any chance? No I, I'm not too sure about that I think Gary Caldwell was sacked by David Beattie and the current board um, I always wondered uh, You know You do wonder when The takeover from the people who own Barnsley Formerly owned Nice um, Chen Lee and his consortium you always wonder that when David Beatty put a manager in, were they doing so with the say-so of the Barnsley Consortium? Or have Ian McCall, Alan Archibald and Neil Scanley taken a leap of faith in the hope that if this deal that David Beatty hopes to deliver goes through, that the new consortium will stick with them? Um, it, listen, your Twitter is absolutely correct. The timing of it is fascinating. 24 hours before, which is a huge game for Partick Thistle. But Partick Thistle are bottom of the championship at the moment. That's the really important thing for Thistle. And don't tell me Partick Thistle are too big to go down again. A, because it happened to them before. And B, because look at what happened to Falkirk last season when they were, you know, their board was looking at potential other investment. Partick Thistle fans don't want to be the new Falkirk. They do want... Stability. They want a structure. They want people who can deliver a better future for them. And they now need to decide whether those people are going to be Colin Weir and the fans group, or David Beatty and Chen Lee. Uh, Jags fans, if you want to get stuck into that, we're here until eight o'clock. So give us a call: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Tams and Postle first up. Well, hi Tam. Hey, doing mate. Hi Tam. What's your point? This is Roger and Daz. How you doing, Ari? Hi Tam. Hi Tam. Aye man, it was just a bit earlier on about the, the cup thing, you know, the, the league cup and that. Mm-hmm. And you're saying it could be a big thing for the, the team for Ella Road, you know, the, what do you call them again? Rangers, Tom. Aye, aye, aye. Well, it could be a big thing for them to win. Uh, that could springboard them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, ah man, there's no danger Celtic are going to give up the treble this season again, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Roger, I think... Given what we've seen in previous years, Celtic obviously are favourites for these things. That that's sort of the sort of the way it works. But just listening to Gary McAllister there, it seems like there is an awareness within Rangers um, of the potential success of, of the, the potential um, follow up to, to the League Cup yeah. success and what that could mean. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything's guaranteed. Just because you win the League Cup doesn't mean you will win the league. But clearly, Rangers need something. They need what is it? Hugh Keevans calls it. A tangible sign of success or something, doesn't he? But what we have done in the first 50 minutes of the show is effectively write off the chances of Aberdeen or Hearts or Hibs or anyone else winning this trophy. They will all have a say in this. It's not just going to be a you know a, a procession for either Rangers or Celtic. All the big teams, all the big clubs, I should say, are still in this Betfred Cup. We could end up with a draw tomorrow night after the games where... Celtic are in a semi-final Rangers are in a semi-final Perhaps Hibernian And either Hearts or Aberdeen Guaranteed to be in a semi-final So There's a lot of football still to be played 
in this competition There are no guarantees that either Celtic or Rangers will win it And I think that's what, that's what makes it so interesting Yeah, I do agree with Roger um, There's a lot of football to be played And there are sometimes shocks, Gordon But tomorrow night I do agree with Roger Rangers-Celtic will be in the semi-final Aberdeen are hearts And then obviously I think it's a massive game for Hibs uh, Down at Kilmarnock And everyone was raving about Kelly on... Sunday, uh, their performance at Celtic Park, although they lost the game. Um, you know, it's been a big turnaround down there, so that'll be a difficult game. Um, but I just feel that Celtic Rangers, even with the squads that they've got, they've got too much power, they've got too much, you know, too much quality in the ranks. And I think that uh, if they're kept apart, then I think it'll be Rangers Celtic. Do it make, does it make any difference when you know the placement of the League Cup now that it is this side of Christmas? Um, because often, like it. often if if you left it until what it used to be March around that time, yeah, you might already know by that time, or you've got a good feeling of sort of where the league's where the league's heading. But this allows us to have this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and, and listen, we'll have Neil Doncaster reaching for the smelling salts, but I'm going to praise him for a minute because I think this short, sharp reinvention of the league cups a good thing. I like the group stage thing early on. I like the fact that the teams who are in Europe get a little break from that to concentrate in the European qualifiers. And I like the fact that in the autumn time, we're very quick. Last 16, last eight, semi-final, final, boom. Final, I think, it's the 8th of December, so that'll be another Sunday. Daz and I don't have to worry about Christmas shopping. We can focus on the football. That's a good thing too. And and I think it, it keeps interest in it. And the SPFL have done well with the League Cup, as they have with the league in maintaining interest with a split, with the playoffs. You know, far more meaningful games in both competitions. To make any difference to you, Gordon Deal, the fact that the first piece of silverware, the first set of bragging rights, all get get locked away before Christmas even comes around. No, uh, as a player, that's what happened to me. As a player, it was November. Uh, as a manager, um, going to Hamden was March. So no, it doesn't matter if you can get to the final, Gordon. You can win a cup. I I wouldn't care what month it was. But I think uh, Roger is right. I think it's uh, you know sensible that it's done and dusted before Christmas. And then we can concentrate on the league and uh, look forward to the Scottish Cup and as a well. Man, a man who's won the last three Scottish League Cups, Kieran Tierney, will make his debut for Arsenal tonight. He's in the starting lineup for the Carabao Cup. Never made our bet, Fred Cup for the Carabao Cup against Nottingham Forest at the Emirates. Straight into the team. After just, I think, 62 minutes of an under-23s game against Wolves. And if he comes through this tonight, what a start. Man U. Premier League career. Man United at Old Trafford on Monday night. I will need to add him to the list now, Gordon, because on a Saturday we've, uh, we don't care too much about English scores. But every now and then we will mention the Scots down there and what they're doing and what they're not doing. So that's another one. We'll need to add him to the list if he's up and running. Yeah, delighted to see him back, Gordon. Um, you know, he'll be just desperate to... Pull on that strip, go out and show the Arsenal fans, um, you know, his capabilities, what he's all about and uh, how they paid the 25 million because he is a very talented young player. OK, I think that brings us up nicely to time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time Tuesday night It takes on a slightly different feel Because Roger Hanna starts on minus one We are bored of his runaway success So he starts on minus one Gordon DL starts obviously uh, on zero If you want to take them on tonight It's 01419511025 
Show off your footballing knowledge Walk away with a sign ball It's as simple as that You have to be quick though Because the lines close When the news starts at 7 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL is here Roger Hanna is alongside him And they're waiting to hear from you So if you fancy it tonight 01419511025 Looking ahead to the Betfred Cup quarterfinals tomorrow Huge uh, games in store There is a development on the takeover of Partick Thistle So Jags fans uh, Let's hear from you as well We're going to hear from Livy boss Gary Holt As soon as we finish this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time It's Roger minus one Hannah Or it's Gordon DL But it's definitely Peter from Barhead How are you Peter? Hi Gordon, how you doing? You alright? Not too bad at all Peter You're a St Mirren fan What did you make of it at the weekend? If you want to blame anyone for the boring nil-nil Blame Roger Hannah He was there watching it It's his fault <laughs> Ah well I wasn't actually there I was uh, away for the weekend in Belfast uh, With my wife So I've not even really seen much of it did, did Peter dodge a bullet, Roger? Oh my goodness I, f- I now know <laughs> how Fraser Wishart feels Sitting through games like that Absolutely dreadful Anyway, let's see if we can uh, Let's see if we can create something a bit more exciting On Beat the Pundit tonight Peter, if we land on heads You play Roger Hanna Who starts on minus one And if we land on tails It's Gordon DL No problem it's heads It's Roger minus oh, one You see That, that, that two-tailed <laughs> coin He normally uses Is down it's here broken uh, Roger minus one Against Peter uh, From Barhead So I'm going to Going to give Roger Some clear to um, He's given me the, the universal thumbs up He started dad dancing As well Which is as horrific As it sounds So that means He can't hear us Peter You've got 30 seconds Head to head Remember You can pass Okay doke No problem Good man Your time starts now What is the name of James Forrest's brother Who plays for Ayr? Oh, Alan Who's currently bottom of the Scottish Premiership? St Johnson Which trophy has Fraser Forster not won with Celtic? Wake up Who scored Scotland's only goal in the Euro 96 win against Switzerland? Alan McCoyce Who put Rangers out of last season's League Cup? Aberdeen Where was the 1994 World Cup held? USA and who were the last team to win the Scottish Cup out with Celtic? Inverness. Okay, uh, let's bring Roger Hanna back. Roger, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah can you, you flick can. me? Sorry, Stevie Wonder, can you flick me back for the last minute? No, sorry, I cannot. You're stuck with me and Gordon Deal and uh, Peter and Barhead. Uh, let's get your clock up and running. You know the drill by now. Your time starts... Now What is the name of James Forrest's brother Who plays for Air United Alan Who is currently bottom Of the Scottish Premiership St Johnson Which trophy has Fraser Forster Not won with Celtic The League Cup Who scored Scotland's only goal In the Euro 96 win Against Switzerland Ali McCoy's Who put Rangers out Of last season's League Cup Aberdeen where was the 1994 World Cup held? United States And who were the last team to win the Scottish Cup out with Celtic? Oh, one of these Cali Okay, okay uh, Peter, what do you think? Uh, I don't want to sound too confident But I think I might get a clean sweep Right, okay uh, Bearing Ooh. in mind Roger starts on minus one So this Ooh. could be interesting Oh dear, Ooh. I don't like the sound of this This could be interesting uh, Okay, Rock, first one 
Let's go through them What is the name of James Forrest but Just out of curiosity How long, long has it been Since you lost uh, to, well, I'll tell you I, something I genuinely You'd don't know You had a The I last time uh, I lost I um, <laughs> Your hair was a different colour Certainly <laughs> I wasn't on the show It was before that And that's What two and a half seasons So it's, Seriously Yeah yeah He's never He's, he's only ne- played twice He's never lost uh, When I've been here Anyway um, Not to say that you're going to But just Just just, just in case uh, What's the name of James Forrest's brother Who plays for <laughs> Air It's Alan You both got it right yeah. So you move on to zero uh, Peter moves on to one uh, Who's currently bottom Of the Scottish Premiership St Johnson You both knew it So Peter stays one in front uh, Which trophy has Fraser Forster Not won With Celtic It is the Scottish League Cup You both got it so Peter stays in front by one uh, Who scored Scotland's only goal In the Euro 96 win against Switzerland It was Ali McCoist You both got it Peter stays ahead by one Who put Rangers out of last season's League Cup Aberdeen You both got it Oh, Peter stays ahead by one Where was the 1994 World Cup held The USA You both got it oh. Peter stays ahead by one So Roger needs this to equalise And take it to a tiebreaker As soon as I said it I knew I got it wrong Who were the last team to win the Scottish Cup Out with Celtic You both said Inverness The answer is Hibs Which means Peter You have made beat the pundit history You're the first man to beat Roger Hanna In over two and a half years Well done to you Peter Peter. Thank you very much Yeah but hold on Hold on Hold on Right If you take his minus one away Right So Uh draw Would you beat him off level pegging So it'd be a tiebreaker Yeah th- thanks that, for explaining that, How that, minus one works That's great. too complicated By the way am a tiebreaker Am I now back in zero No Producer, I was still one by one I think we did not No You won by oh. one Did you not Oh yeah You would have won By one anyway Oh did he win by two He won by two essentially oh, no. No, oh, did, you, did you get Hibs right No he got Inverness no. And you all got the rest I yeah. think everybody got everything right Other than the last one So yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Peter's one by one. Oh, yeah. there's been a tiebreak. There's a tiebreak. Yeah, we right, go. play the tiebreak. No, there is no tiebreak. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got the the stats for you. Roger Hanna has not lost on beat the pundit Peter since the seventh of March, twenty seventeen. No, no way. It is two and a half years. Is that right? Pretty much. We're, yeah, we're knocking on the door of two and a half years And Peter, <laughs> I'm going to give you your surname and everything So everyone knows Peter Gray, the St Mirren fan from Barhead You are the man who ended that winning streak Well, well done, done to you, Peter. Peter Thank you very much Good man, Peter There I'll we go. you some St Mirren have put me through the ring over the last few days <laughs> Haven't I watched that on Saturday And then losing to a St Mirren fan Or, or technically, God yeah, Drawing well, with no, a St Mirren fan Don't even Think about you know, wriggling your. You would have lost. See, that the, was me. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, we're only dealing with dealing with Gordon Duncan. We always hear. You, you know. would have lost the tiebreak. It was a St Mirren tiebreaker. Go for tonight. Not only kidding. <laughs> um, How many goals did he score on Saturday? <laughs> yeah. uh, well done, Peter and Barhead. Yeah, the well same done, ball Peter. is on its way. Don't you start wriggling out of it on a technicality now? You you made mm. your bed by being so good, so you will lie in it. Uh, he must if, get back to zero oh, now. Can we? No chance. Aye, I, I think so. Does yeah. because he's I lost so. once since March 2017. I've lost two out of the last 11 I don't get handicapped I but should <laughs> you should Because I'm that good You've lost more than any other pundit this season I've won more than any other pundit I just, I, I, There you go You've lost more I've than any other pundit this season I've won more That's all about victories Gordon No day 
Remember second place here Well there we go Beat the pundit history Made tonight Yes it was minus one But it's been that way For a while now And no one has managed To beat Roger Until Peter from Barhead Had other ideas March 2017 Since we last said this Roger Hanna Has been beaten On Beat the Pundit I'll stop going on about it Eventually Roger um, Just not yet uh, 01419511025 That is the number You need to get in touch Tonight Let's hear from you As we look ahead To the Betfred Cup Partick Thistle fans Where are you We've had a bit of development some breaking news this evening um, Is that The fans group Thistle Forever Has made an offer to buy the club And it's been backed by Colin Weir The Euro Millions winner Who had previously um, Supported the club And withdrawn his finances He's backing that bid So let us know what you think 01419511025 uh, Let's hear a bit from Gary Holt Shall we He's going to be a big player In this week's League Cup drama He wants his Livingston players To take their chance To impress tomorrow uh, Of course you know He hosts Stephen Gerrard's side In the quarterfinals tomorrow uh, And he believes They are capable of progressing A midweek game Full house Under lights Live on TV You can't get much more Than a chance of A one-off game That's got to finish tonight It's not a league game It's not really a draw Or uh, Stay in the game for a, and You watch stay in the game But you've got a chance Of getting through so let's go out there and perform Let's go out there and embrace it And showcase your talents Because that's what it's about you've, you've earned the right to get to this level now A cup quarter final So go and, go and embrace it You want to score more goals You want to get more in that, them areas You want to be attacking threats all over the pitch But you also do the ugly side of it You can't switch off No rest period in the game No one should be walking about Thinking I'm in possession It's a rest period You should always be looking to help your teammates um, And we're getting there We're getting there And we're, we're playing well um, but what results to go with the player well. If you are Gary Holt I'd imagine you really fancy your chances tomorrow Just purely because They strike me as always fancying their chances Gordon That's not meant to be a criticism of Rangers um, But on that home pitch They tend to, 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 to produce results they've, they've done it time and time again And Gary Holt's just got that sort of no-nonsense approach Where he, he seems to approach every game like he can win it yeah, I've got a lot of time for Gary Holt. I think he's terrific. I think he's very honest, Gordon. Um, I spoke to him before the Rangers game at Ibrox and um, he just said, look, I've got a game plan. I know how difficult it's going to be. We're going to stick to that. And um, I thought, first half, yeah, they didn't create anything, but they made life very difficult for Rangers and they got the goal. But uh, all credit to Rangers at the end, they ran out comfortable winners. Tomorrow night, I don't think there's a team... And Scotland likes going there um, Especially midweek Especially in the cup There should be a good crowd Decent atmosphere Under the lights um, Livingston players will be right up for it Rangers will get far more quality You've got to say But he's very well organised They're very well disciplined And if Rangers have an off night They've got players that can hurt you But I just think with Rangers quality And obviously the importance to get to semi-final I think it will be a difficult game I think it'll be a hard game I think Rangers will have too much for them Rangers have done a horrible performance there At Tony yeah. Macaroni last season And they lost to Dolly Menga's goal mm. and a, bit of, you know, that, a bit of that Morton performance From all those years ago That you were talking about at the top of the show Gordon That will be remembered by Stephen Gerrard And the Rangers players when they go To West Lothian tomorrow night um, I'm not saying it's going to be a wake up goal But it'll be a reminder of how well they need to play On that awkward surface I think that's Roger. I think that's a big. I said there when I was, uh, I was uh, speaking was that people don't like going there. It's nothing to do with it. The facilities are great, hospitality, people welcome. It's brilliant. The dressing rooms are very good. 
Uh, I like the little stadium when if it's got a good crowd in it, it's got a decent yeah. of atmosphere. But for some reason, nobody likes playing on that pitch. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely horrendous. I mean, having said that, we don't want to to, to overstate it. The, you look at the they, they were on that terrific unbeaten run um, until they went to Ibrox. They lost, which is understandable. Then Aberdeen went to Livingston uh, and lost uh, and won. Sorry, at, at the weekend, so they've, they've now lost their last two. Um, so I, I don't mean to overstate it and make it out as if they are. Well, I tell you, they are Roger, unbeatable. I've, I've got to say, um, you said there Aberdeen went to Livingston and Livingston I thought yeah. were terrific yeah, that, in the weekend. That, that, How that, they lost that yeah, game. They're playing well. Yeah, that they play with a lot of confidence. The one thing I did notice about them, Roger, when I was watching them arriving at Ibrox and walking down as usual before they get into the dressing room, they go and have a look at the pitch. There's some height in their team. Yeah. They really are a big strong outfit. And and they've got that weapon with Alan Lithgow's throw ins. Lawless's delivery from set pieces as well You know, corners, free kicks mm-hmm. They're a dangerous side now so, And we said earlier on We thought they might toil They lost so many key players They lost the spine of their team From Liam Kelly and goal Through Halkett and Gallagher Through Sean Byrne It's as if nothing's happened It's as if nothing's changed mm-hmm. from last season uh, Yeah, I mean that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier As to what 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 sort of level of, of change can can Rangers risk making? I don't know if risk is, is is the right word. What what type of people would you expect to to come in? The ones that ultimately won't impact the the the, the standard too much. I guess I know yeah, that's what every manager is trying to achieve. You look at up front, uh, Defoe in for Morelos, maybe. Um, you've got to say quality for quality. Defoe shows that he comes on off off the the bench. The weekend bags two two great finishes. Okay. One was ruled offside, but he still got to put the ball in the net. Well, one should have been ruled for offside, but he still got to put the ball in the net. Um, I think he will make one or two changes, Gordon, like Celtic. They'll have, you know, their eye and other games that are coming up. But I th- still think it'll be a near a very, very strong start to 11. I would agree. And I don't think, you know, he's got a few injuries. Obviously, Ryan Kent's out of the team. Jordan Jones is out of the team. I think there's a doubt surrounding Brandon Barker for tomorrow night's game. Um, I don't think he's quite as many options as you would think to change up the team. Flanagan's out injured as well after having that wee tidy up operation. So you would expect it to be more or less. I don't know whether he views Wes Fodringham as his League Cup goalkeeper, whether Wes will come in in place of Alan McGregor. Defoe, as you say, probably instead of Morelos. Other than that, I can't see too many changes in the team at all. Um, you would expect to be Ojo and Arfield mm-hmm. up supporting Defoe. Midfield of Davis, Jack. Either Aribo or Kamara, Kamara. You, you would think It will be either Barisic or Halliday And I would think Hellander and Goldson and, and, and Tavernier I can't see too many other changes in that And then Did, did anyone mention George Edmondson or Andy King Or any, not, not no, thinking I, along I, those I, lines I think, I think looking at this This is a real difficult tie yeah. Gordon I do expect him to win it I'm not saying that there's got to be a massive upset But the one thing Livingston will make this a real hard hard tie and Rangers will need to be at their best tomorrow night. And if they are, then they're good enough. And that's why I think Roger's right. There's not the, the greatest amount of options there for him to sort of a gamble a little bit with because he really has to get through this tie tomorrow night. So, yeah, I think maybe Defoe's coming in there. Kamara or Aribo. Will he change a goalkeeper? I think, you know, left back. Will Halliday come in? I think Roger's right in the changes. But... Uh, It'll be interesting to see how he approaches and, it. And I still don't think Rangers can afford to drop their levels. The, the, the level in the first half 
at St Johnson on Sunday wasn't good enough. Stephen Gerrard reminded them of that at half time, and they raised their game in the second half. And by the end, you know they had sort of blown St Johnson away. But if they start at Livingston tomorrow night, the way they started at St Johnson on Sunday, then Livy are just a team that will come out and surprise them. Um, and it seems like a, it doesn't seem like a long time ago now, but it does. Roger Livingston have that 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 memory. They're one of those clubs that managed League Cup success, and. Um, I guess for a lot of fans going, I'm not sure any of the players will, will remember it too well But for a lot of the fans Going along They'll know that If you if you want to win silverware You're going to More than likely have to cause Some shocks along the way Yeah I, I remember Livingston winning it back the day They, they beat Inverney and I think in the final mm-hmm. Abs had beaten both Celtic in a quarter final And Rangers in a semi-final And I think some of the other players thought They maybe just needed to turn up To roll over Livingston in the final Jamie McAllister and Derek Lilly Got the goals David Hay and Jim Leishman Were in charge of the team back then And you know we spoke earlier on About the greatest day in Partick Thistle's history When they beat Celtic in the League Cup final That was undoubtedly the greatest day In Livingston's history um, I agree with Daz I can't see them Knocking Rangers out of the competition Tomorrow night But I think it'll be far tighter Than Celtic against Thistle uh, Douglas Harper is on Twitter He says I don't know what's worse Air losing Ian McCall To Partick Or Roger Hanna losing Beat the pundit It's the worst week of my life Says Douglas uh, Rory says What was greater Fort Williams defeat record Or Clyde Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna's win record um, John is not happy with me He says that um, I read the questions Slower to you You did uh, Than I did We both got through The same amount of questions No yeah, but Roger so, would have had Another one at his disposal Wouldn't you Roger I, I actually thought He was reading them quite slow well, yeah. What was your next question After that one Oh, you never get to find out. That's the that's the oh. beauty of it. I'm afraid you never get to find I mean, out. I, so. I remember some of his predecessors could get through ten questions in thirty, 30 minutes, but listen, yeah, they're, still they're, have time for a chat. You know, I know. Well, still have a cup of tea. What you will <laughs> find is that some of some of producer Andy's predecessors used to write shorter questions. <laughs> So you've Listen, not thought about that Peter, For someone who's so smart And beat the pundit I'm surprised you've not thought P- About that possibility Peter, Roger Hanna Peter won fair and square Credit where credit's due He says through gritted teeth Not o- at all 01419511025 Roger Hanna will have the chance To fight back To wrong the rights Of beat the pundit When the full time teaser Gets launched And it's going to happen next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna's here Gordon Diel is alongside him And now it's time for them to tackle The full time teaser Roger Hanna lost and beat the pundit For the first time in a long time um, But it's like the old footballing cliches Gordon now It's like a w- wounded animal Did you expect him to come out fighting With a, a point to prove He's up for it the, He's up for it now I can see it teaser. I can see it uh, Great stuff Okay This one was sent in tonight by Craig Barr So thank you very much to Craig For sending it in uh, The address you need to hear Your question on the show Is full time at Clyde1.com So that's fulltime at Clyde1.com Interesting question this Can you name the last 10 players To finish a season In the top 10 English Championship goal scorers And have played in Scotland So can you name the last 10 players To finish a season in the top 10 goal scorers Of the English Championship Luke Stephen Fletcher And have played in Scotland Fletcher one? Uh, no No he's not He's not? No You want to read that again? How's he not? Because he's he's, he's not I don't know I don't really know how you want me to Right The last to 10 qualify. to finish a season In the top 10 English Championship goal scorers And have played in Scotland Yep Stephen Fletcher Timo Pukki It's still not Stephen Fletcher Timo Pukki Yes Timo Pukki 
McBurney's from last not, season. not played. No. Um, Johnny Russell. Mm, no. Goal scorers Yeah Right come on Roger Yeah uh, I mean Derek Watson's already been in touch He doesn't even have great football knowledge To be what honest And he's already uh, got one of the answers That about, you don't What about Gary Hooper No What was the second one you said there sorry uh, Johnny, Johnny Russell. Russell No 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 He's not on it sorry Yeah Do you not Nope So they've played in Scotland mm-hmm. And it was last year did you say what? No, the last ten players to well, finish the season players. in the top ten, so it could be any time in the last few years. Really, yeah. I mean, I'll give yeah. you uh, f- for what it's worth. I don't mind telling you that we're going back to about the twenty. We're going back to the twenty ten eleven season. That's fine. Oh, you're joking. The last ten what players. About, uh, so what would, if we're going back that far? Dean Windus. Great shot. No, no, no. A good shot. No, it's a bad shot. No, it's a terrible shot. Yeah. You're having a. You get yourself up the road. Dear, dear, dear. Joe Garner. Nope. Martin Waghorn Yes Yes um, There are a couple of really really tricky ones in there Oh You okay? I've got one Uh huh I'm sure I've got one If you give us it tonight before the show ends that would be great The lad Murphy Daryl Murphy Yes well done Gordon Dale Well listen that's a good start We'll park it there for the meantime And you can play along with us if you would like it Twitter at Clyde SSB, by and large, you, you tend to get the answers before these guys. Can you name the last 10 players <laughs> to finish a season in the top 10 English Championship scorers and have played in Scotland? So guys like Timo Puki finished in the top 10. Well, I think he was top, actually. So well, finished finish, in the top yeah, 10 finish. last season. Uh, he's played in Scotland, uh, as has Daryl Murphy, as has Martin Waghorn. Uh, Alan is a Partick Thistle fan. In Canvas line Can you do the unthinkable And cause an upset tomorrow Alan? Let's hope so Why not? Why not? They can't do much worse Than they did on Saturday To be honest So, If you're going to do that How much of it's going to be Down to the Maybe the, the sort of Freedom or the The sort of bounce That maybe the, the The new manager can bring Even if he's not at the time To impact the team You know sometimes Just the The feeling of I don't know Optimism around the place Is that possible? Nah, you've just got to hope That it's a sort of Fresh start for everyone That's Anyone that had a bit of nerves going into the games or low in confidence, hopefully they can just turn that off, give it a go. That said, I mean, Ian McCall came out yesterday and said the league's far more important. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. It's nice to be to get through tomorrow. I couldn't care less if we get turned over 5-0 as long as we start getting results in the league. Yeah, I suppose that's well, that's undeniable, isn't it, Roger? But but in the, at the same time, that's what makes this a free hit for Partick Thistle, and that can have its own benefits. Of course, they they have their own uh, battles to fight in the league. Yeah, listen, it's it's a nice start to the Ian McCall regime going to Celtic Park. He's friendly with Neil Lennon. I think they live close to each other up the West End. It's a free shot for Partick. The important stuff for Partick Thistle is the championship. Um, they went to the last day of last season to stay up. I think ambitions were a lot higher All the fans will tell you that And yet we're here at the end of September And they're bottom of the league again Having lost 3-0 at home To the team who were bottom of the league On Saturday So Ian McCall, Alan Archibald, Neil Scally Have a big job to do at Partick Thistle To stabilise things And to get them away from the bottom of that league Because, you know, it's a cliche There are no easy games in that league Look at the team that came up Our broth came up And should have beat Thistle But 
mm. a, a wrong offside call the other Friday night. So wherever this will go this season, they'll find it difficult. But I think they can take comfort from the fact they've got a good manager in and now they need the off-field stability to go with that. does go down as a free hit though, Gordon, doesn't it? I mean, I, I know that it, that can... It's not to say all the pressure's off You don't want to go and be on the receiving end of a really sore one But, you know, I don't think many people are giving Thistle much of a hope Which mm. which can bring a freedom, I guess Yeah, but you can work it the other way If they go there and they get a good performance And, you know, it's it's close, Gordon They don't take a, a drubbing Then I think you can build on that I think it's all about uh, Ian and his staff getting along there tomorrow night Having a look at it Having a look at character as well Because uh, you're going to need big characters tomorrow night at Celtic Especially if you lose an early goal When your league campaign's been absolutely disastrous um, So you've got to have guys there prepared to stand up Roll their sleeves up Ian will be looking at characters He'll be looking at you know the sort of a squad that he's got The, the, the potential in the squad And he'll be hoping to take positives tomorrow night for the campaign Because Alan's right It's all about getting off The bottom of that league In the championship uh, Alan What do you make of the appointment Of Ian McCall? I'm delighted with it As soon as I wanted Caldwell To go through A few games now To be honest But McCall was the one That I was hoping we'd go for He's Good good experience in the league He's done brilliantly with air I mean the football They play as well Not just the results they're getting They play decent attacking football as long as you can try and do a bit of that with Thistle again Then I'm delighted Yeah I, I'm um, sensing a lot of delight amongst your, your fellow fans Alan Does that come from a couple of things sort of, you know, combined The fact yes he's been there before and did a relatively good job But he also has done a good job since So it's almost like I don't know whether he is a better manager now than he was then But you could certainly make a case that that that, that, that is what's happened uh, Since that he's been I think he's four and a half five years at air Done Really well with them for the vast majority of that time. Can't argue with his record really since he left us. Um, so I, I'm really happy. Yeah, I actually phoned up to make a point about tomorrow's game, if that's all right. Of course you can. Yeah. Um, it's just it's a point about the game tomorrow and also a wider point about Scottish football and what we're trying to do to encourage people to go along. So the stadium's probably going to be what, a third full tomorrow, I'm guessing. And yet, Thistle fans are getting lumped with restricted view seats I'm just for the life of me I can't get my head around that I know that's the away section at Parkhead but surely they can move it along a wee bit we got a handful of tickets I believe that weren't restricted view and then the rest they've sold out so now we're left with restricted view seats and it's not just a pop at Celtic there's other clubs do it and also I mean, we know how good the SFA are at trying to get people into hand and it's an absolute nightmare when you try and go to a Scotland game and it takes about half an hour to get in the ground. It's just, it's wee things like that that put people off going when there's absolutely mm. no need for it. Tell us a bit more about that, Alan, because as I'm sure you you can sympathise, I don't I don't know the, the specifics of the ins and outs of it. So the, the only tickets that, that are left for, for the away section are restricted views, is that, is that the gist of it? Yeah, you're stuck in that wee corner and you've got big pillars in front of you. I've actually been the last time I was at Parkhead. I swore I'd never go back, and that's not really going well, has it? But, <laughs> um, I was about two seats behind a pillar, and you're sitting swaying in your seat trying to see the game. There's no need for it when the stadium's empty. If it's a Champions League game or whatever, fine. I understand those seats are there, folk will want to use them. But why are we 
putting people in restricted view seats in a stadium that will probably have 20,000 people in yeah. it. I totally agree with you, Alan, but I've got to say, try and take a positive out of it because if you lose two early goals, that pillar will come in, Andy, let me tell you. <laughs> Aye, <it's probably> <laughs> on, on a serious note, Roger, I, again, maybe the, if someone from Celtic is listening, it would be great if they could clear it up. I guess, regardless of whether they're is a, is a large crowd or yeah, not well, there, there is still a segregation issue yeah, The away section is the away so section much, There's a huge number of the tickets at Celtic Partners Season ticket holders And they get the opportunity to buy seats In their own seat If you know what I mean For, for all of these ties And Thistle fans will be put in, in the away section And that, that that is unfortunately how it works It's not just a party Thistle thing It's anybody had to been Hamilton, St Mirren, Motherwell, Kilmarnock they, they all get that area Just in case the Celtic fans who Effectively own those seats for the season Wanted to come to the game And I know a great number of them won't But it's just it's down to segregation It's down to the policing and the stewarding of the stadium I'm sure Celtic would quite happily offer an explanation for it But that's me sort of paraphrasing them if you like you understand that Alan? No I Get me wrong, I do understand that. It just seems bonkers. Like, I mean, I it just I I know what Roger's saying. I understand that mm-hmm. point, but when you take a step back, it just seems absolute madness. Fair enough. Okay, doke. That was Alan and Canvas Lang. Well, listen, you can let us know either that pillar will be um, an inconvenience or a blessing depending on how the game goes that was Gordon putting a, a bit of a, a tongue in cheek spin on it so thank you to Alan and Canvas Lang for getting in touch it's 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB um, you want another quick dabble at the, the, the question I'll read it again just in case um, people have missed the question so tonight's teaser is this can you name the last 10 players to finish a season as one of the English Championship's top 10 goal scorers and they've also played in Scotland. So guys like Timo Pukki, Martin Waghorn, oh. and Daryl Murphy. We're getting some what about, good attempts um, in here. What about Ross McCormack? Yes. Is Dembele was not one, was he? Film? Uh, well, yeah, you said Dembele's not one. So you, you don't yeah, want he, him considered, though? The, the, the year he partnered Ross McCormack. Is he one? Yeah, yes. SC1 oh, That's a great shout for You've me. just got a very strange way of introducing your answers You're sort of sitting the fence a little bit You're scared, aren't you? You're scared yeah. What about Jay Rodriguez? Oh, he's got one of the difficult ones Show you're working for anyone who says When did Jay Rodriguez play in Scotland? He played for Stirling Albion For like three uh, months yeah, in 2008 I think it was his first spell at Burnley When Owen Coyle was Burnley manager And farmed him out up to Stirling Superb, superb Right, we'll leave it there Because that's a good number You've got Pookie Daryl Murphy Moussa Dembele Ross McCormick Martin Wycorn Jay Rodriguez Is one of the hard ones So you've only got One, two, three, four To get Plenty of time To get them uh, Let's start looking At some of the other Fixtures tomorrow Craig Levine Always interesting To hear from him At any time But particularly At the moment He says his players Are under No illusions About what they have to do To, to turn things around uh, they do host Aberdeen tomorrow uh, Buoyed by that Edinburgh derby win at the weekend To get out of this situation that we're in We need to, to show uh, fight and determination And we need to cut out the silly mistakes We've been making in matches and gifting teams goals So again that was something that was evident in the match on Sunday That we did stop you know, the, the silly mistakes um, and, and yeah so players coming on The change of the shape And, and, and it, it, it coincides with us playing better that's good, but you know I can't rely on changing the shape of the team every week for us to get a result. So uh, the other things are more important: cutting out the silly mistakes and showing the fight and determination required. 
The goodwill built up from the Edinburgh Derby How how far does that stretch? I, I guess a lot of it would disappear If, if, if Hearts were to be turfed out the cup In front of their own fans, would it not? Yeah, I think it would uh, I still don't think that the Hearts fans are convinced With Craig Levine They would have enjoyed, obviously, Sunday uh, Especially coming from a goal behind That would have gave them a bit of encouragement Gordon, you know, been 1-0 down mm. Away from home Edinburgh Derby, manager's job Really... Um, under pressure Levine you've got to say uh, And he's got a terrific result And I think uh, you've got to hand it to Levine I think his substitutions at the right time Changed it about a little bit Got them back into the game And obviously got that one With Young Hickey who's a terrific prospect uh, But they play an Aberdeen team Who didn't really impress me against Livingston But they knew how to win And I'll be the same again at Tynecastle With a good atmosphere there Hearts fans will be desperate to, for the team to continue, you know, after Sunday. But Aberdeen, under Derek McInnes, will be determined to get to another semi-final. It's, so I think that's a good game. It's funny, Hearts have had a bad start, as we know, in the league. But they almost won at Petodre in the first weekend of the season. They were 2-1 up True. very yeah. late on. Lost a couple of goals and then sort of went into free fall for a few games up until the derby on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Hearts will get a decent reception from Tynecastle from their own fans up in the last two games at Tynecastle a draw with Hamilton defeat to Motherwell and when things don't go well for Hearts the punters let Craig Levine know all about it he's bought himself a bit of time a bit of goodwill with that derby win at the weekend but if Aberdeen were to score first again tomorrow mm. night it will be interesting to see the dynamic in the stadium and Derek McInnes will be all too aware of that as well won't he that 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 will form a large part yeah. of his approach You would imagine yeah. That'll be his team talk Gordon He'll probably say that to his players uh, Just as they're leaving the dressing room Look If we can get the first goal here It puts all the pressure back on to Craig Levine The Hearts side And uh, the Hearts fans As Roger rightly says Have been there And if things aren't going right They soon let you know all about it And we talk about Celtic Rangers Rotating players for the League Cup I wonder if Derek McInnes Rotated his team in the league so they're ready for the League Cup Cosgrove didn't mm. start the game at Livingston at the weekend yeah. You wonder if that's just to keep him right For Tynecastle tomorrow night Because he's he's a critical player for Aberdeen A bit of breaking news coming out of UEFA tonight um, And this, well, this will impact a lot of our clubs Roger, it's been in the pipeline for a while This idea of a, a third competition You know at the moment mm. We've got the Champions League We've got the Europa League uh, They've now confirmed there will be a third competition To begin in 2021 It's got a really um, catchy title uh, The UEFA Europa Conference League so get that one memorised um, I'm not sure it's one we've got enough time At 20 to 8 to, to really delve into But th- that's that's a big one for us Roger That's that's going to be significant You would imagine for our clubs Yeah there's, there's a sort of redrawing of the map Going on at UEFA at the minute um, And I'm quite sure there'll be pros and cons For the Scottish clubs What the Scottish clubs must ensure though Is there is always a path For Scotland's champions to get to the group stages of the Champions League That path has become longer And more hazardous in recent seasons You know I can remember the days a few years back When Scotland's champions went straight into the group phase For a year or two mm-hmm. Or only had a playoff round to play Now in the last few years Celtic have had four rounds to get through Just to get to that group stage If you've had their way It would be a closed shop for the teams from the big nations Just playing against each other So the likes of Celtic and teams from the Netherlands and Belgium and Switzerland and Austria and Greece and all these nations need to fight hard to preserve some variety of pathway 
into the Champions League group Yes, I'm quite sure in time We'll all become excited about the UEFA Europa Conference League <laughs> Just like That title, the, I, I just can't, yeah, I can't just, quite just get like excited minute, about the title yet Well, at the minute this season, like last We're excited about the Europa League groups A few years ago there was no such thing as a Europa League mm-hmm. So Football does change It evolves European competition is now The Nations evolving. League Of course as well Could well see us but, at a, but, but The one everyone talks about The glamour one The rich one The one they all want to be in Is the Champions League And we can't ever have a day Where the champions of Scotland Have no chance mm. whatsoever The door's closed on them God. Right I'm going to give you A couple of minutes Thinking time for tonight's teaser Can you name the last 10 players To finish a season in the top 10 English Championship goal scorers and have also played in Scotland. You've got four to get, we'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diell are here in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. There's still time for you to get in touch. 0141 951 1025 on the phones and Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Um, we have a good full-time teaser ticking along here And you can always tell it's good Because there's so many different answers coming in on Twitter Loads of people are throwing some in uh, Joe Bolly Boyle's taking part Peter Gray's taking part uh, We've got David throwing a few in um, well, James Howe as well That's not to say these are all right um, But yeah, good answers coming in Nevertheless, you're looking for the last 10 players To finish a season as one of the English Championship's top 10 goal scorers. And I've also played in Scotland So guys like Timo Pukki Jay Rodriguez Martin Waghorn Ross McCormick Moussa Dembele Daryl Murphy on, on, you, on you go On you go Go to that I haven't seen him this excited Since Gino De Campo Was last cooking in the telly Oh yeah During the break He was Bragging and <laughs> Loving the fact That he's come up With a cracker of an answer So go and give us it. He played Forest, oh, we're getting the big Derby. build up. Oh, brilliant. Well, Welsh internationalist uh-huh. came up to Scotland, played with Morton, celebration, somersault, Robbie Earnshaw. No. <laughs> no! <laughs> I, is, no, I, it's I, not. Yes. I know it's not. How about. Um, how no about, way. No, it's not. How he's about, not one of that, I promise. How about Lewis Graben? Oh, he's got the other difficult one. I really thought. Uh, I was so sure. I was so sure I had you with that one. Rewind. Lewis Graben again. I haven't played with Motherwell. Lewis Graben signed for Motherwell the him. same day as Stephen Hughes. I'm talking about Earnshaw. A, fi- a five month spell in 2007 or something. That is a great, great answer from you, Roger Hanna. Lewis Graben. Look, look at Shudkovich. No, no, another Motherwell striker. I'm not having. Earnshaw's one. No, he isn't. Yeah, he is. So Google. You're, so you're trying to tell me you've memorised all of he the. He was a all, top all, goal scorer with Nottingham Forest. When? When he played with Nottingham Forest. Which was. Before, no, long ago Before the 2010-11 season probably Yes, no After it <laughs> Yes, no Are you he sure about He played there about 2012 season He's not He's not on the list I'm afraid So That's all you need to know well, you're What about when I remember him coming up in school at Wembley Charlie Adam No No No, 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 no um, Trying to think now Down. How about Three to get I'm gutted <laughs> I've gone. I'm gutted. Have you got you finished? Is that it? Oh, Snodgrass. No. <sighs> I'm gutted now. Oh, I'm more gutted. I'm gutted more than you getting beat. Beat the, 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 the
No, I've just seen Sheffield Wednesday nil. Everton nil come up in the telly behind you and I think the Sheffield Wednesday's thing. No, no. Correct right. time, I think. Nah, you've got joking, you've got ages yet. You've only got three to get. Too, too late in Kevin Kyle's career. He's not one. He's not one. He's not one. Uh, let's hear a bit from Derek McInnes. Um he has been looking ahead to that game against Hearts tomorrow and he's he's sticking up for Craig Levine. The old manager's union is in full flow because um he doesn't think it's fair all, all the pressure Getting put on managers so early Here's what Derek McInnes had to say Craig's been battered For pillar to post Over the last two or three weeks And it's For me as another manager Seeing other managers Come th- under real scrutiny And real debate At this early on in the season Is really disappointing We're in danger Real danger Of going down the same road As what's happened in England Up here And You know Last year we lost Managers lose their jobs in August It used to be at least October November Before people would even Question a manager if a manager's put in place at the start of the season, give him the chance to, to manage and manage a situation and manage his way through a, a fair part of the season. But managers are now losing their jobs in August, losing their jobs in September. It's all become, I think, uh, very unhelpful and unrealistic for managers just to concentrate. Uh, Derek McInnes believes it's unfair to question managers so early on in the season He says it used to be at least October before you, you got to question them I mean, October is a week away, but I, I get what his, his general point is Is it too early? Are we are we, are we too early in, in criticising? Well, it always gets put back on, you know, the, uh, the media is too early to criticise It wasn't the media that was screaming at Craig Levine outside Tynecastle a week past on Saturday or the media who are screaming mm. and Paul Hecking bought him outside Easter Road on Sunday d- d- afternoon. D- does the general it's... discussion whip that sort of stuff up though? No, I don't think. I think supporters are wise enough to make yeah. up their own minds. Um, I know Hibernian fans who want Paul Hecking bottom out, and you have Hearts fans who, who wanted Craig Levine out. Um, that is just the way it is. We have Party Crystal fans in the show tonight saying they wanted Gary Caldwell out. That is modern day football. Um, the days of managers being in there for. Season after season after season Are gone Supporters want Instant success If you don't have Instant success They'll look out for another guy Who's going to bring instant success These are just the times In which we live um, So It's understandable For Derek McInnes Who is a football manager To say that Football managers Don't get long enough Neil Lennon said something similar On Friday When he was asked about Paul Heckingbottom His successor at Hibs Saying Paul Heckingbottom Hasn't it long enough But if supporters turn against you And then supporters start turning on the board Then the board are usually quite quick to act Yeah, I, I actually agree with Derek McInnes I, I do So you don't, you don't think people should be calling Or questioning Craig Levine's credentials For the Hearts job at the moment Because I'm pretty sure you do that So not Right, right But there's a difference I'm going back to last season I'm talking about If you start the season And you get Say for instance New manager comes in So it's only if it's a new manager He can't uh, do it. Yeah Well I think if you look at Craig Levine Over since March His record's been absolutely terrible So it's been over a spell Gordon I'm talking about a short spell So if you start off in the, the, the You know the summer But have a transfer window Then I think you've got to be given A real bit of time Whereas Levine is different He's been there And if you look at his track record For March now it's not been good enough I can understand why people Shouting for his head Okay now. well watch this space Because there's a big game tomorrow night Which may impact people's feelings On the matter uh, Right on the teaser You've got three to get What about Kyle Lafferty? Burnley? No Before he came to the Well the end show Still no I remember he scored a few at Wills Lee Griffiths isn't Nope one? Scott McDonald at Middlesbrough? Nope 
Oh, come on, Roger. One of them is in our Premiership at the moment. The what? problem being, he's absolutely not known as being a goal scorer, and that's why, that's why you won't have considered him. But he was a good Championship player for a long time. Oh, someone like Christoph Bera, is it? No, not not quite that much. Not not quite that far back in the pitch, if you Midfield. like. Midfield, midfielder, Roger. So very good Championship career. Now up here, just not known as a goal scorer, but must have just put a solid run together. Playing Whelan. No. Right area of the pitch this time mm. Wrong club Up here Oh We just heard from his manager well, uh, uh, Who did we just hear Craig from? Bryson Craig Bryson Oh Darby Uh huh Darby uh, right. Seri Now That's a good one Another one of these guys Is now on an Upwards trajectory Big time so James, James Madison Yes James Madison And the last one Is a lot more obvious Than all of them And so Nope because he came up here And he scored a lot of goals up here as well He's still up here Although we don't see him too often these days Jermaine Defoe Nope mm. Clue, clue, clue We don't see him so often We see him even less often than Jermaine Defoe A lot less often than Jermaine Defoe this season He's, on a, he's in the stands uh. He's in the stands, who is he? What does that mean he's in the stands? He's not in the squad He's Joe left Dodo. No, wrong club Celtic Celtic, who's, who's in the stands with Celtic? Every week the team lines come down and people tweet Scott us and go, Sinclair. where is he? Oh. Scott Sinclair for Swansea 2010-11. Thank you, Roger and Gordon. We're back tomorrow at six o'clock with Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. In the meantime, stay where you are. Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.